Hello, my friends. It's Andy Hedia coming to you live from Yorba Linda, California for the Living Fearless Devotional. Part of ResurrectMinistry.com, harnessing the power of the internet to spread the gospel to every corner of the earth. So whether you are a longtime believer in the Lord Jesus Christ or you have yet to meet him, he will meet you where you are. We hope that the resources we provide on the website um, contact us directly. Uh, we would um, hope that it would deepen your walk with Christ and create meaningful relationships for you online with us, joining in with us live. We love that. Uh, if you care to partner with us, you can click the donate now button and always, as always, drop us a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Yes. And as of tomorrow, <gasps> dun, 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 dun. we will be a part of the Real Life Network. A production of Pastor Jack Hands. <laughs> And the Real Life Network. Yes, that's going to be so awesome. I cannot wait Very to see how it all turns out. Looking forward to it. I'm sure it's going to be top notch. Hope we don't break the internet tomorrow. Yes, we might. We might break the internet. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good thought. We have Carrie News on. Hi, Carrie. And Cindy Hauser. Hey, Cindy. It's late for you, Cindy. <laughs> hey, yeah, we came out a little bit late. <laughs> we had to have dinner first. Iris de la. Hey, nice to see you and Carrie News again. <laughs> All right, we're reading from uh, Morning by Morning by Charles Spurgeon. And it is, what is today? May 27th. And um, the reference is 2 Samuel 9.13 that says, Mephibosheth lived in Jerusalem because he always ate at the king's table. And he was crippled in both feet. Yikes. Mephibosheth was no great adornment to the royal table. He, yet he had a permanent seat there because King David could see the features of his beloved Jonathan in his face. And like Mephibosheth, he may cry out, we may cry out to the king of glory. What is your servant that you should notice a mm -hmm. dead dog like me? Yet the Lord still indulges us with the pleasures of his close fellowship because he sees in our countenance the features of his dearly beloved Jesus. Thus, the Lord's people are dear to him for someone else's sake. For this kind of love is that which the father bestows on his one and only son. For his son's sake, he raises his son's lowly brothers from poverty and banishment to a place of kingly friendship noble rank, and royal provision. And their deformity will never rob them of their privileges. He's referring to us. Yes. <laughs> Just BTW, in case you missed the analogy. For lameness is no barrier Thank to sonship. <laughs> in fact, a crippled person is as much an heir as though he were as fleet-footed as Asael. Our right as an heir will never limp although our might may. The king's table is a noble hiding place for our lame legs. And at the feasting table of the gospel, we learn to boast about our weaknesses because Christ's power rests on us. A severe disability, however, may taint the character of even the best-loved saints in many eyes. For example, Mephibosheth feasted with David in spite of the fact he was so crippled in both feet. He could not flee with the king when he fled the city. As a result of his inability to flee, 
He was wrongfully maligned and accused of his servant Ziba, by his servant Ziba. In a spiritual sense, saints whose faith is crippled and weak and whose godly knowledge is limited are terrible losers. <laughs> they are vulnerable to many enemies and cannot follow the king wherever he leads. Their crippling disease frequently is the result of falling to sin, which is typically bought, brought about by lack of spiritual nourishment during their infancy as a believer. This often causes converts to fall into a despondency from which they never recover, or in, or in other cases, leads to sins resulting in spiritual broken bones. Lord, help the lame leap like a deer and satisfy all your people with the bread of your table. Wow. That's a funny analogy. Yeah, we're, we're pretty lowly. Lowly, yes. Uh, crippled people. Well, and it's interesting because I didn't, so just slight backstory. I don't remember all the details of the story, but King David, of course, was chased around. King David was a successor to Saul, and Saul chased him around and terrorized him for years because he was jealous of him and knew that he had lost his kingdom because he had disobeyed the Lord. Mm -hmm. So when King David, uh, but King David was very close to Saul's son, Jonathan. Um, there's a couple of battles. Jonathan's killed. And um, Mephibosheth is the lame son of Jonathan. So um, King David wants to show kindness to members of Saul's family. And the only one that's left is this crippled one. And mm -hmm. so he gives him a seat at the table and also gives wealth and everything for him to manage so that he bestows all of the riches that were left for Saul's kingdom onto Mephibosheth. Um, but it's an interesting analogy that they use that comparison of the lame being risen to royalty by virtue of their who their father was. Mm -hmm. So that's the analogy to us, right? That we're just like these lame, broken sheep that have the seat at the table of, of majesty as a result of who are, who we are the spiritual sons of, who are heavenly father and who are Lord Jesus Christ is. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> Can we read what Jim has to say uh, to kind of continue on this? Yes. Uh, scripture or not the scripture, but the devotional. In the scriptures, the spiritual life is compared to running a race. Yet we cannot run when spiritually disabled. And when we are handicapped, we are to blame, not the Lord, for he has provided all we need to run the race as he has called us to run and never disqualifies us because we were once lame. Mm. As Spurgeon says today, sin is what creates our ongoing lameness, spiritual lameness. So let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance a race marked out for us. Hebrews 12, 1. Yes, God in his sovereignty not only tells us where to run by marking out our particular race, but also tells us how to run. Do you not know that in a race, all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. That's 1 Corinthians 9.24. So this goes back to that. Um, the last part of what Spurgeon is saying is that for modern day believers, the crippling disease is falling into sin. So we have the gift of regeneration. We are... Um, assuming that we're welcome, that we have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, but we can still 
behave as if we're slaves to sin because we don't spiritually nourish ourselves with reading the Bible, staying in the word, you know, mm-hmm. living, uh, trying to live holy lives. And it results in broken bones right. like that. Like that analogy. You know, as much as I should be looking at myself in, in this devotional, I'm, <laughs> it's bringing me to, um, to Carl Lentz. Carl, right? Oh, but he was not even, he wasn't like a baby believer, but he was, right. yeah. But this is what I think it, it, you, you, you've got this crippling, this, this, the sin that's just is in, in there. And but Even, that's the part you don't you don't get though. Yes. Is was he just not? Sorry, go on. Well, um, we should explain who he is uh, right. first. Go uh, so the church is. So Carl Lentz uh, was the fallen preacher from Hillsong, um, from uh, Houston's uh, Bobby Houston. I remember the woman's name, but Brian. I can't remember Brian Houston. Yeah. Brian and Bobby Houston's church, the mega church out of Australia. Um, and so Carl Lentz has an extramarital affair with not only the nanny, the caretaker, but also some other woman outside of the church Muslim. later on, a Muslim lady, and uh, it leads to his downfall. And um, But what's interesting to me about that story is that when you mentioned sin, did the sin come later because of the fame and the power? Because he had 7,000 people in each service. I mean, there was like 25,000 people that came through the church every Sunday. The church service looked like a stadium. It looks like mm. where you go see famous worship bands sing. Yeah. Like it was at the forum every Sunday, seven services. Um, but was the sin always present or was it like this, this oppression that came on to him as a result of um, – the exorbitant wealth and power and notoriety. That's a really good question. And I, I mean, the reason I was thinking about it is this, he had, whatever his crippling ailment was that maybe lay dormant until, until Enough he pressure. was put into a position of power to where he got, uh, you know, eaten up by it and, and really exposed his, whatever deformity he had or whatever uh, lameness he had, it just, it, it allowed it to, to flourish. Yeah. We don't know anything about his childhood. Yeah. You see that he came to Houston, to the Houston's very, very young. He's a teenager, mm. um, but he comes from America and goes over to Australia. So it's very interesting. You have no idea. Like, you know, was, did he have an abusive household? Was he, you know, were they drug addicts? Like you, we don't know what that latent, problem was well me and andy are talking about this because there's a new documentary that came out on his fall uh and its connection to the rest of the hillsong church so it, it was uh, curious it was done by vanity fair so either vanity fair uh, did a, they, a they, 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 on christianity <laughs> it, was, it was on christianity and they tried to connect it to president trump in trump the, the, and yeah. gay rights movement <laughs> and racism and they threw in the kitchen sink we, so we they met it more to, Made it more about that, but it'd been way more interesting to us to figure out to hear about about Carl. You know, we know Brian uh, also um, had some huge issues, right? Uh, that also were a, a big part of the problems that this mega church had. Right. The, the interesting thing, though, is that you just got to wonder how many people were brought to Jesus Christ through 
these two flawed men. And uh, there were other churches too that other pastors ran. We, we didn't hear much about them. They were probably ran fine. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and then you had the great um, worship bands that came out of the church that we've heard all the songs. We've we, but apparently some of them are sketched too. Yeah. <laughs> the, the band members. Yeah. yeah. But the songs again are amazing. So it's really interesting to me as we were watching it to hear um, the, the music that we all know. Uh, I mean, it comes to mind because they don't really play it because probably because of licensing. They didn't play much of it in the, in the show, but you see the thousands of people in all of these churches, not just Carl's and you see the power of Jesus Christ working on these people, and yet these sinful, broken, crippled men, right, were being used, but all they could not give up the what what was crippling them. No, such a, an interesting, weird paradox. Yes, yeah, so interesting. And in New York. This is this uh, Carl Lentz's church was in the middle of New York, yeah. which we don't look at as a, uh, uh, a Mecca <laughs> right. of for spirituality. Christ- Christianity. Christianity first um, but it, I don't know, this devotional kind of just really made me think about that, that crippled. Some people can push through the crippledness and, and see. Well, see, and the interesting thing is for me, what brought um, what I thought of in this was a little bit different in that they, they never move past the crippleness mm-hmm. because they don't grow spiritually as opposed to it being a later onset or um, being triggered later on by fame and power or other temptations, basically mm-hmm. other idolatry temptations that come up in a person's life. I, I was thinking of all the people that don't actually have um, the, Jesus as their Lord take root because they never give up those sinful lifestyles. Right. The other part of it, and we'll get to a couple of these comments here, but um, the, the, the times that, that, you know, prior to, you know, 2020 uh, ish, you know, they were willing to say that marriage is between a man and a woman. They were willing to say, you know, uh, things that were scripturally sound for the most part, but when they got so big and so well-known, it became harder for them to acknowledge that a marriage was between a man and a woman biblically yes. and to speak about things in a way that God would be honored. They, they chose to skirt around. And much, as, uh, much of that is in line with what your article is going to be about this, uh, this coming week, I think, about how you know, Christians have uh, decided to stay silent Oh, or to not speak out uh, when necessary. And when asked, hey, is a marriage between a man and a woman? They go, well, you know, I don't want to upset anybody. But, you know, if they love each other, they just see they start doing that. And now you're off the rails. Yep. <laughs> you know, but you saw that in this church, the bigger they got, you know, you, you yeah. would think the bigger you get, the stronger you can hold strong to your faith. Well, and it's, it actually sometimes is the opposite. Well, and it and honestly, it remind I, I always juxtapose this stuff to Furtick, Stephen Furtick, mm. my my first pastor. And if you look at the lifestyles, I think so. Pastor Furtick is known for never going anywhere. Like he go, goes on the stage, comes home, and is only spends time with very close friends and family. 
he's not out at social events. He's, you know, he'll occasionally do a conference, go there, speak, come home. Mm-hmm. He doesn't chit chat in the hallways. He's, he's very hard. He's, he's very um, hard to reach socially, in other words. And he has described that as something he does to protect himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and you juxtapose that with somebody like Carl Lentz, who wanted to be in the public eye, loved doing media interviews. And you realize that when you seek the approval of men, you will uh, ultimately sacrifice right. God. Good. Because that, that temptation of notoriety and of fame and him wanting to be with celebrities and wanting to get his photo taken led him to compromise. Mm. You know, and I think that whatever, whether the sin was latent or just came upon him as a result of the choices that he made, we don't quite know. But to me, it looks more like, because he became a believer so young, like to me, it looks more like the devil got a foothold as a result of him gaining power and influence, as opposed to it being there um, the whole time. Yeah, but there's a benefit to bringing celebrities uh, to be born again. Absolutely. You know, if you can have an aspect of that. I mean, Justin Bieber was one of the famous uh, celebrities that he um, became friends with Carl. Yeah. And became spent a time in his home. Friends spent time with his home. But you see the value for, you know, and I hope that this is okay. I mean, somebody might get upset about this, but you see the value of bringing somebody like that to young people. That if sure. you, if you could, if Justin Bieber can come on and suddenly go from the, the guy that he was, which was out of control. Absolutely. crashing cars in Beverly Hills and Hollywood and, you know, doing just drugs. drugs and drinking and that kind of stuff. If you can bring somebody like him to God, to Jesus Christ and to be born again, um, it's powerful to bringing young people because yeah. they're influenced by, you know, somebody like that. Yeah. And so it, it's actually a positive thing. But on the other hand, it, it's something that I think that got a hold of Carl that he goes, Oh, I got some power here. And it's, it must be me. It must be me and not God. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, and and you look at the kind of fame that they, they, they was on display. You could see like, wow, that must've been intoxicating. Yeah. Cause even changed the way he dressed and the way he looked. Uh, Yeah. It was a little crazy. We look at a little side note there, but relating all to this spiritual brokenness and (laughs) being lame. Yeah. Let's go to the scripture. I think it connects. Um, intense, but so true as far as the, the, the devotional is concerned. So scary. And then she says, perhaps uh, power and fame can magnify our weaknesses. Yes. Yes, for sure. All right. Um, and say hi to Jan. Oh, hi, Jan. Nice from to the, see you. From the West side. She snuck in West side, your Belinda. Do you do a sign? Like <laughs> that would be like this. Your West side, your Belinda. Oh, West. West. I was like, that would be. Yo, Belinda. <laughs> I should do it this way. And right, that's probably, yeah, what's the, whatever. <laughs> All right, let's get to the scripture. Second Samuel 9, 13. And Mephibosheth lived in Jerusalem because he always ate at the king's table. He was lame in both feet. And 2 Samuel 9, 8, Mephibosheth bowed down and said, what is your servant that you should notice a dead dog like me? Such humility. Mm-hmm. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. I've heard that, that scripture. Before, yeah, that, it's that, very uh, famous. That, that verse. All the time. Second Samuel 2.18, Joab, Abishai, and Asahel 
the three sons of Zariah were among David's forces that day. Asael could run like a gazelle. I run like, like a gazelle. Occasionally. 2 Corinthians 12, 5. Of such a one I will not boast, yet of myself. Of such a one I will boast, yet of myself I will not boast, except in my infirmities. Mm. This is uh, the Apostle Paul talking. Uh, and then 2 Corinthians 12, 9. But he said to me, this is after he, um, Paul had asked the Lord to remove the thorn from his flesh. And this was the Lord's response. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. And then Paul's response, therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. Amen. And then 2 Samuel 16, 1 through 4. So this is David talking. So David had escaped um, and then was on the run. And then um, Mephibosheth couldn't run because he had lame feet. And so David runs into Ziba, his former servant. And this is what she says to him. When David had gone a short distance beyond the summit, there was Ziba, the steward of Mephibosheth, waiting to meet him. He had a string of donkeys, donkeys straddled and loaded with 200 loaves of bread, 100 cakes of raisin, 100 cakes of figs, and a skin of wine. The king asked Ziba, why have you brought all this? And Ziba answered, the donkeys are for the king's household to ride on. The bread and the fruit are for the men to eat, and the wine is to refresh those who become exhausted in the wilderness. The king then said, where is your master's grandson, meaning Mephibosheth? And Ziba said to him, he's staying in Jerusalem because he thinks today the Israelites will restore to me my grandfather's kingdom. So she lies. She mm -hmm. says he's there wanting the kingdom back. Then the king says to Ziba, all that belonged to Mephibosheth is now yours basically gave her all of his wealth because she claimed he betrayed her, him. I humbly bow, Ziba said, may I find favor in your eyes, my lord, the king. Mm. Kind of crazy story. Yeah. Wow. Gonna have to look more into that story. Yeah. So what? Um... We have Ryan visiting us. Oh, Ryan Rodriguez. Yeah. Oh, got it. Got it. I got it. Got it. <laughs> so what um what can we take away from uh today's don't, don't devotional? Lame. Don't be lame. <laughs> what contributes to lameness? Yes. Spiritual unpreparedness. Mm -hmm. But that we are as broken as we are, we're at the king's table by virtue of the sun. So we just have to stay in the word, kind of like um, our our message almost every day. Yeah, uh, <laughs> all us fails. <laughs> That's where we're back to. Back to that point. Yeah, I just, um, you know, you gotta. It's you know like anything else. If you have if you have a weakness for whatever that is, whatever sin that you have, is that you. The one way to guard yourself from falling back into that weakness is staying away from those things that tempt you. Exactly. Right? It's, it's, it's a guarding your, your eyes and your ears yes. and your heart. Yes. And then in doing so, being in the word and, and spending time with God and praying. Amen. So good. It's just good stuff. But it's a conscious effort, right? It's this, uh, 
we rely on God's grace and the power of the Holy Spirit, but we are in a partnership with him. You know, we have to be willing to yield to the spirit. We have to be willing to hear his voice. We have to be willing mm -hmm. to stop and to repent when we don't listen. You know, it's, it's an active partnership. It's an active relationship. We can't just expect it to operate on autopilot. Right. Iris is asking a good question. Is your devotional going to stay on Facebook and YouTube in addition to the Real Life Network? Oh, we need to switch to the network. Um, as far as we know, we are not prohibited from listing them on other net platforms. <laughs> that may change, but as of now, we are remaining on all the other platforms. Yep. Yeah, we'll continue doing what we're doing. Um because we're not going to be live on the real life network. It's the, it's the replay of what we're doing live with you guys. So, and is it just audio or is it video? Both. There? Oh. Audio and video. Yep. And Ryan is saying, hi, hi, Ryan. Hello, Ryan. Nice to see you. Where do we know you from Ryan? Do you know Ryan? Not, uh, not that I know of personally. Where do we know you from or how did you little, find us? I think I see a little dog in there. Yeah. Maybe, Maybe he's one little, of your dogs. A little friend. chihuahua. <laughs> kind of looks like a little chihuahua. Uh, Carrie says, we will run free and strong if we submit to God's power in us. Amen. It's a nice way of saying it. And Ryan says, having humility in weakness. Yes. That's oh another message. Gosh. Yes. That's that. You think he'd naturally be hum <laughs> humble in weakness, but be surprised. That really has been, I think, the important addition to my life. Humility? No. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan is Cindy's friend. Oh, oh, yes. Nice. I remember that. Yes, now I remember. So sorry about that. It's uh, we took a little bit of a break. I had to go to Iowa and some other stuff. It's been a little bit crazy the last couple of days, but yeah, I was in Iowa for the last three days. But uh, no, the uh, no, not humility, mm. but uh, that's I, been a nice addition. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess humility in weakness. So it has it's a little bit of both where I've been willing, um, over the last couple of years. Um, having uh, Jesus show up there with me in Salt Lake City. I really think from that point on, it was a, he gave me the understanding that I needed to share uh, my weaknesses, that that was my story. That's what he, I, I think, felt was important for me to show how I had failed in order for people to see the, the, uh, the new man. Yes. And, and part of it is saying, listen, it, it, the, the things that you used to know me for, what looked like success was, it, it, it was, it was a, it was a, it was a veneer or a, a mirage. It was a, yeah. <laughs> you got close, there it, was no water. It, it really meant not that much. Yeah. Uh, and so, but that gives people, I think that's why God, we overcome with the blood of the lamb and mm -hmm. the word of our testimony. Yep. As the Lord says. So I think that that's, it helps people to relate. Yep. Uh, because um, I uh, actually from our home church, we had the home church friends over um, last week. And one of them, our friend that was uh, very ill, our new friend that came. And so she came up to me afterwards and uh, we were talking about, she was talking about abuse, like, you know, that she had been abused by family members and suffered from sexual abuse and had really difficult time, very abusive relationships. And, and so I proceeded to tell her my personal history and story. And she looked at me, she's like, oh my, oh my God, 
like, I, and I told them, I said, I know you look at me and you're like, what, what problems could she possibly have had? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, you just don't, it, it, she's like, wow, you're a lot more relatable. Than you yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, I know. Right. I was like the Persian Barbie. No, actually not really. Yeah. Uh, so it's, I think that's why the Lord wants us to be able to be genuine because people then were like, Oh, okay. Yep. Cause it's very hard to look at people when they're regenerated and they're going through the sanctification process and relate to those people. Yep. You're like, no, don't look at me like this. Relate to where I've been. Um, and I'm telling you, you could be like this one day too. I think the other important thing along with what you're saying is uh, Pastor Jack Hibbs over at Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, um, has mentioned a few times is that you should not look on your days of sin of your past with fondness. Yes. And uh, what it has been like, I, I never... I mean, I mean, I would never would have thought of it on my own. <laughs> and you but, didn't, and you didn't accept it when I said it to you because I yeah, said the same thing to you. Well, I don't recall when you say <laughs> fantastic things to me, but uh, <laughs> but um, so important. I mean, because really, where it's become important is in discussions with our kids, right? And because um, they will say sometimes they will say, "Well, you did this, or you had the opportunity to live this way," and but. But it's so good now in, in the sense that I say, yes, but it was not good. It was not fun. It didn't lead to anything good. Yep. Where I think in my past, oh, yeah, that, that was really fun when Ken and I, you know, did that thing. We had a blast. It was so great. I'm glad, you know, that, that would have been the old way of saying it. But then when you string it together with what happened following those things, you, you then realize what Pastor Jack says is so important because you 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 stop right you stop to the part where it destroyed your life you stop to the part where your marriage ended right and your business was lost well yeah that did happen but wow did we have a good time up until that moment where i lost everything yeah uh you got to make sure to pull that in the um oh my gosh there was another point that i had uh recently with us oh my gosh it'll come to me when i rest my brain for a second oh okay but what was Carrie it? There was something she was sharing your story with a friend. Oh, and hopes that they will join us. Yes, Thank you, that'd Carrie. be awesome. Oh my gosh, I wish I could remember it because it was really good. Oh, you were sharing. It? Yeah, it was something that you were talking about that was so powerful because of who we are now. Gosh darn it! It'll it'll it may come to me again. Um. But yeah, so sorry we've been uh, we've been off the air. But again, yeah. um, you know, my job takes me away to travel, and really now it's um, it's difficult to put the show on where I'm at a hotel and the internet is really weak. We used to try that, yeah. and I used to struggle a little bit, and we you know cut out I, a couple times. I did it in the car, and we tried <laughs> to, <laughs> to that. that was and, funny. And, you know, it can be done, and we we can do it. It's just now that we are using the recordings to go to other platforms they don't appreciate it because the the sound is often jumbled and that kind of stuff. So yes. uh, as much as we would like to do that, it just doesn't, uh, it doesn't work out for, you know, the other services that we use. Uh, oh, we missed you, Kate. Kate yeah, didn't Kate. get an update. Sorry about that. And we actually posted the timing like two hours early. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yep. We were really early. So Kate, how are you? 
How are you doing? Kate a... had this really roller coaster ride. Oh, did she really? <laughs> she did. She did. I don't know how much she wants to share on air, so I'm not going to share oh. it. But um, uh, last we heard, Kate, you you did get some sleep, I hope. Um, yeah. Let's hope so. Yeah, she's having the Lord's taking her through the ringer with this health, the health issues for her. So we'll definitely keep Kate in prayers. Yeah. Can't wait to hear what it's all about when it when it does reveal itself. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Eventually it will. He always reveals, you know, at some point, it may not be tomorrow. It may be not even, you know, next week, but uh, at some point you'll understand what it was all about Yes, and see how you've grown, uh, changed. Yep. Yes. Or help somebody else out. Yep. We'll see what it is. Um, and she did sleep. Yay. Yes. Thank goodness. All right. Tomorrow's a big day. Uh, we're going to be going to church tomorrow at Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills. Tomorrow is the launch day again for the Real Life Network. Yeah, I wonder if he's going to do anything other than announce it. I don't, I don't know. I, th I thought it was when I started thinking about it because he also has buds tomorrow. Right. Which and now he just got back from me gone all week. Right. And interviewing it's dozens of people all day long. Right. And it's Memorial Day weekend. Yes. So it's just, I don't there's know. There's a lot going on. Yeah, there's a lot going on. So I'll be interested to see. Um, what he says about it and because uh, tomorrow's the launch day which is uh pentecost pentecost yes. one of my favorite um celebrations in the christian calendar because i really um my first year after being saved my first pentecost was just off the hook mm. it was amazing i went to this amazing service i got this like major download from the lord i had been fasting i've been doing a daniel's fast for, for the 50 days it was just glorious so I so, have a very fond memory. So if you're wondering what Buds is, on uh, once a month on Sunday, uh, Jack holds a uh, an evening gathering of men, only men. Women are not allowed. It's a men. It's a men's club, um, and women can't even sit in the uh, the hallways because they can't even because in there they could hear what what's happening. So um, uh, so if you're around uh, tomorrow. Four o'clock. Four o'clock. I believe. Um, so yeah, four o'clock, Calvary Chapel, Chuna Hills. It's not recorded. It's not live stream. So you have to show up at the uh, facility. So those of you that are in Southern California, it's worth it. Um, it's about an hour and a half of, uh, of man talk. And it's, it's awesome. Here's asking for an Andy story before you sign off. An Andy story. Put your cows in the rolling hills. With uh, the birds. <laughs> wow. You know, it's hard. That's it, it, like a comedian. You don't ask a comedian, like, uh, be funny. You know, the, the you know comedians say the worst thing that can happen when somebody comes up like to Eddie Murphy and says, okay, tell me a joke. Oh. And Murphy, what? <laughs> um, but uh, an Andy story off the cuff like this without a lead in. Yeah. It's just, so yeah, hard. You can't do a candy story on demand. No. Well, we're happy to hear that Kate got massive injections of cortisone it's good old-fashioned cortisone it's the trick every time <laughs> and she's walking like superman now oh wow as opposed to the prp i'm really glad to hear of your experience though because i've been kind of on the fence about the prp i've heard a lot of research um that it just doesn't actually work uh and then some people swear by it as a procedure so i think you're just another case of um better avoid it until we have more mm. data so i'm glad the cortisone worked Absolutely. Good old fashioned cortisone injections. <laughs> if it works for horses, it can work for humans. 
<laughs> yeah, well, I, Carrie, I don't have a, an empty story right now that it's like even coming to mind right now. Oh, my kids do that to me at night though. Before bedtime, they want me to tell a police story and a and an Andy story, and uh, sometimes I draw a blank. Oh. It just nothing nothing comes to me. Okay, we're well, gonna have to stock some up. <laughs> hey, I'll start writing them down. I traveled. You'd think that I would have a one on my travels and on an airplane, but they thinking. were they were virtually uneventful. Uh, I did think about a, one of the doors opening up during the flight because you know that happened on a in a flight in Asia where the one of the a guy just opened up the door in the middle of the flight as they were coming in for landing. Oh my goodness, no! Yeah, so I was like watching those doors to see if anybody was going to go near one of the doors. <laughs> <Did people> die? <laughs> no, nobody. I no, I don't think anybody died. Wow! Uh, it was just before landing. Everybody landed safely. They arrested the guy, took him into custody. Wow! Um, so I thought about that. I was in Iowa, which is a fantastic place. I haven't been to Iowa, but a couple times. Um, but uh, this time I had to drive uh, from where my hotel was to the court. It was an hour and a half drive. So I got to see a lot of Iowa. I went, took a lot of turns, a different different roads. And what birds did you see? I saw two bald eagles, Andy and Hedia, bald eagle, <laughs> sitting next to a, a pond. Would you I was? Would you recognize bald eagles if you saw oh, them? I, yeah. Uh, I was driving. You sent me a picture. I couldn't tell. I was driving about 60, 70 miles an hour. And I, I see them coming. I big bird from, the, from your flag. Yeah, That's I see. not what it looked like at all. Oh, they're huge. I know for the picture. That I was across the street. I mean, I saw them from about a mile away. It just looked like birds. And I hit the brakes and hit the shoulder of the road. I thought <laughs> I was going to scare them off. And I took pictures of them. And I said, hi, Mr. Eagle. We still love you. Uh, God bless America. Oh, and I saluted him. Yeah. To the eagles? Yeah. Yes. It's our national bird. Wait. Kate says she saw that on the news. What's thing? I don't know. The 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 birds? The <laughs> birds were on the news? I don't know. Oh no, the the door opening up on the plane. Oh. <laughs> Remember we're a little bit delayed. I forgot that. Um but uh, I love driving through Iowa. There's all these rolling hills of farmland, red barns, some barns that were like falling apart, you know that they must have had a history. Oh. Oh, it was just it was really beautiful seeing being in the heartland of the country. Nice. And then, of course, I go to a coffee shop and the first guy I see walk in is wearing suspenders. And I think he might have had a piece of grass in his <laughs> teeth, I think. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, it was, um, that was awesome. Everybody was super nice. They'd say hi. Yeah, well, that's rare. Yeah, there are so it was, if, as Californians. I don't know the what I, I think if we move there, we we last a couple of weeks, I think. Oh, my God. Because it slipped my throat. There's some boredom. <laughs> I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind it, but I think you and I, we love to go out to dinner. We love to, do, you know, we love to do With things. Foodies. Yeah, <laughs> there wasn't the only ho- the only restaurant I ate at was the one in the hotel. There was, oh. there was and no that was ninety minutes away. Yeah, there there was nowhere to go. Yeah, I yeah. did. I could. <laughs> they had a. There was uh, I don't know a couple Wendy's, I think, or something like that. But yeah, there was not. Oh, a Chinese. Oh, I went to a Mexican restaurant. Here's a story. So, <laughs> so I'm hungry coming back from the from testifying in this old town, like uh, an hour and a half away. And I'm like, I'm going. I'm a little hungry, and I see this Mexican restaurant. And even driving up, I can hear the Mexican music. That wasn't didn't sound like Mexican music. Mexican music, you know, playing you know on these speakers as I pull up. There's people sitting on 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 picnic tables on the outside, 
and it's decorated like you're in the middle of uh, Guadalajara. <laughs> and uh, I'm pulling in. I'm going, wow, a Mexican restaurant in the middle of uh, Iowa. This is, I mean, I, it, it looked like it was going to be amazing. And it was, but not so much. And so I go inside and they, they bring me my ichilada, dos tacos. With Parmesan cheese. You know, the Parmesan <laughs> cheese. It was, it was like, who? And, and, the, and the servers were, no the servers were Hispanic. And I'm going, did you not? What are you guys doing? Uh, what, you did not tell them how to cook this food? He probably, he probably like, John, don't listen uh, to What, me. you got an Irish man <laughs> back there cooking the meals? The, the Hispanic people are, are the bosses and the Irish are back there cooking? <laughs> What's going on? It was, uh, I don't know what the meat Pigasco. was. It was, it was the taco shells were like you'd get them at Ralph's in the little package. <laughs> It was like the craziest thing. Yeah, the all the authenticity of the decorations. And it, the no, it, it was like uh, maybe they can't know, get supplies out. It was like Iowa. TV TV meals. Maybe it's the the shortage. What do we what do we call that? The food supply shortage. <laughs> <laughs> supply chain. Supply chain shortage. Oh my gosh! It was the worst. It was the worst. The, the salsa. It it had no spice to it. It was yeah. just ground up tomatoes. Oh. <laughs> There's two tomatoes in the can. I go, do you have anything with heat? I mean, do you have anything like got any, did you bring you got any jalapenos? Did you bring you a candle? <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I almost didn't pay for it. But I mean, it, I don't know. A bunch of gringos are in there enjoying the heck out of it <laughs> with these gigantic margaritas. Oh, and they bought this big, this big, this big. <laughs> They, they, they had these big like fish bowls for margaritas, <laughs> and then they also brought a a a, a um, what do you even call it? Like a water, you know, they use for a water dispenser, like an iced tea dispenser, uh -huh. but it was margaritas. They brought it to your oh. table. It was like this tall and about this wide, and had a little spout on it. And so you just fill up your margarita glass. Well, when you, you didn't you, have margaritas. No, <laughs> no, I'm enjoying watching everybody. Like they're like, that's, that's why they didn't care what his food tastes like. <laughs> They were amazing. enjoying those dispensers. <laughs> they can, they apparently could make good margaritas. The food, the food. Not so much. No, after about ten margaritas, the food must must have been as uh, authentic as as they ever <laughs> thought it was. But uh, yeah, so there you go. Um, you missed a couple emails about Cindy telling us she's going to oh, travel. Oh so wow! Sorry. Just got home from Texas, and then going to Maryland, driving from Oklahoma. Oh, uh, Oklahoma! And she's already tired. So Cindy, we're praying yeah. for you. Don't fall asleep on the road. Be careful. Yeah, you should try some of the LifeWise products. That would help you. Yes. And she thought we may be bored in Oklahoma. That is quite possibly true. <laughs> <laughs> I like Oklahoma City, though. I was in Oklahoma City, and I thought that was a fantastic little city. I did not think I'd never been there before, but I went there. It was so nice, clean. Yes. A great, great little city. And uh, Kate said you should write a little coffee table book. And his shoe tails. <laughs> oh, I've been told that a couple times. Should, should do that. Okay, I think right. we got it. I think I think we did it. Forty three minutes. It. Yes. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for joining us. We and love you. Uh, we love you. God bless. God bless. And those of us in the in the Western Hemisphere. Yeah. Happy Sunday. <laughs> she, she's not in the Western Hemisphere, Kate. Right? It no, she's on the other. other I don't, northern. She's on the other side of the world. Oh, Wh whatever I don't that remember is. Remember that geography class. <laughs> Kate's from Australia, folks. That's why. <laughs> Whatever that's called. She's uh, on the other side. All right, my friends. So we it's love already you guys. Sunday over there. All right. Go to church tomorrow.
Bye. All right, we love you. God bless.